Ready? Born ready. Hello, and welcome to the Simply Paulette Podcast. For many of you who know me, you know I love music. You know I love dancing. I love business and great conversations. So today, I want you to sit back, whether you're taking a bath, preparing dinner. I want you to enjoy me being Simply Paulette. Today, we are talking about developing and maintaining quality relationships, a significant relationship, one where you can have a boo and just feel safe and comfortable, have a life partner. And there's a couple of things I want you to take from this conversation. One is there's a benefit in being able to gather information about relationships from many sources. It's a lot of wisdom in being able to not have one or two resources in which you're relying upon, but just have an array of information. For one, it creates a lot of flexibility in how you receive and gather information. The second one I want you to keep in mind is once you gather all this information and you're listening to everybody talk about relationships, be careful who you take advice from. And um, the reason why I say that, because, you know, the last few weeks or months, I've really been paying a lot of attention to things that are on the radio about relationships. And it, you can always gather information, no matter how you gauge yourself in the relationship scale. I was married for 30 years, and I would rate my relationship as being one of quality. But just because a relationship is quality don't mean that it will always maintain itself. Thus, I ended up being divorced. (laughs) And unlike some people, after 30 years, most people are really treachering uh, a sea of bitterness, hatred, just, you know, not knowing where to go. And I will tell you, the biggest... um, The biggest um, challenge I had is I was lost. I was embarrassed that I was lost because after all those years and had done so many things and occupied so many roles and having so much responsibility, how could I come 30 years and now be lost? Well, I'm going to share some of that information with you, how, how that can happen. Much of my identity was wrapped up in my roles and not who I was. And that's how it happens. You know, I want to have this conversation with you because, one, we all want quality relationships. And two, I want you to know that it is possible, regardless of all the information you're getting out here about it being impossible, it is possible when you understand technique. Everything you do in life require technique and skill. You can drive a car, but you need to know how. You can become a lawyer, but you need to know how. 
So a lot of people are trying to tell you about relationships and not giving you technique. They're giving you information about personality, but not the technique of what it takes to maintain a relationship. When I came through my divorce, being lost of who I was was the key component of not being able to know how to formulate moving forward. Because until you know who you are, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what you are to do. And so you will find yourself listening to everybody. And believe me, the world is not short of people who are looking for somebody who is lost and finding their significance in telling you what to do. Nobody can tell you how to live your life better than you. And if you are lost on that, believe me, whether you're getting that advice from me, Steve Harvey, Kevin Samuels, or anybody else, that information is going to be implemented wrong. So it isn't that the message is wrong, but your implementation of that message is what's messing your life up. So I wanted to just sort of slow down a little bit and be able to help you with a few things. But I want to start it off with two people who I think are very significant in the message that they're putting out today. I want you to listen to one that's coming from a pastor. Communion with God gives you identity. Somebody say identity. Identity. Next, I want to talk about this whole relationship thing, marriage and relationships. Where my single phone? (laughs) Healthy marriages start with being healthy as a single. Here's why. Because what you don't address in your singleness will be multiplied in your marriage. I didn't know how selfish I was until I got married. I didn't know how committed I was to loneliness until I got married. See, I grew up as an only child. I never had to share, not even just my things, but my heart. And it wasn't until my wife kept asking me, how you feeling and what's on your mind? And I kept saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But inside I was screaming because there was still a four and a half year old boy that was abused on the front lawn of his house, 806 East Mitchell, that never healed. And I kept all of that stuff in and it kept piling up and piling up. And every now and then it would manifest in certain ugly ways. And she had no clue because I had kept it in because I had committed myself that no one would ever understand me. And if I ever showed her that part of me, she would walk away. But here's the power of understanding who you are and who God brought into your life is when you get the revelation that God actually caused marriage for the purposes of producing not only glory but a legacy. I'm trying to help the single folk in here. Here's the difference between between good and God. Many singles get caught up because they have a preference. And that's why marriages of preference don't always last. Stop marrying for preference and start marrying for purpose. You know, I wanted you to hear that clip because it's very important. He's sort of making a point that I alluded to in the beginning of our podcast. And that point is knowing who you are. Every person was put on this earth for a purpose. 
And the word purpose used to just confuse me within itself. I knew what the meaning was, but I had to learn how to find purpose. And purpose is something that is intentional. And to find purpose and intent, you have to find out what are you the answer to? Like, and one good way to do that is among your friends, what are you to them? What do they say that you are? When you see somebody and they're going through life and you feel um, that reason to walk over and say something, what is the intent of you going over to that person? Usually whatever you are doing or whatever people tell you, you do for them, that's your intent. That's why you was put on this earth. And a lot of people want to make it more spiritual than it is. But that is the spiritual point to life is that everything has an intentional purpose of why God put it on this earth. A tree can be used for paper. It can be used for shade. It can have many intents, but it's important that as that tree relates to you, it may have a single purpose, a single intent. For you, it may be just for shade. For another person, it's the toilet tissue. For another person, it is for another thing. So you have to look and examine what is my purpose? What is my intent? Because in finding that, you would discover yourself. And in discovering yourself, I found that in my own journey of trying to find myself, made me think about that um, movie, Finding Nemo. I had to find four things that I needed personal awareness. And I want you to sort of make note of these four things because I, I truly believe if you can become aware of these things in your life, it'll set you on the path of true happiness. I had to become spiritually aware, emotionally aware, physically aware, and intentionally knowing how I needed to become aware of my intellectual process. And these four things be, became the center of how I began to put my life back together. I got a vision board. I put up three, I mean, four circles. I put spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and physical. And when you're going through something really traumatic, like a divorce or just in a place where you're lost, it's very important that you're feeling so bad and you're feeling so depressed. Is It's important to find something that can give you an immediate gratification. And for me, I needed something to make me happy, make me feel joyful, because a divorce is a very depressing thing. And so the first thing that I did is I, I looked at my vision board and I seen physical. I was like, physical has a lot to do with your health and your well-being, your personal appearance, 
um, how you present yourself to the world. Now, it can mean many different things, but I'm just sort of communicating to you what it was to me. And so what I began to realize at that time, coming through my divorce, I was physically overweight in a way that I wasn't really proud of myself or didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel like I was in a place where I wanted to present myself to the dating world. I wanted to update my hair. I, I wanted to become more um, aware of what I could do that meant personal care because I was coming from a place where I had cared for everybody. And this was a time where I needed to show a lot of self-love. And the first thing that, that I did that I knew that I could get an immediate uh, response was my personal image. So I took days and I found the perfect hairstyle. I went to a department store and had somebody to do my makeup and I bought the items in which they had did my makeover. And then I began to w work on my weight, get my high blood pressure and all these things under control. And so I began to know that this is something I, I changed my diet. So I, I changed the way I was eating. So it gave me a lot of time to sort of see this new Paulette. This is how she's going to eat now. This is how these are the places if she goes out to eat. These are the places she would frequent. And then I began to realize it was a lot of things that I just was behind time on intellectually. I needed to update a learning process. And so I began to read on other information. See, for 30 years, I had educated myself about relationships and how they function and how I needed to show up in that relationship. So I was completely ignorant to a single life. And so I needed to update myself in, in that information. So I began to read a lot about the dating life. And the first thing I did is change my friends. I told my married friends, I love you. Don't have anything against you. But this isn't my life anymore. And if I'm going to embrace singlehood and enjoy singlehood as much as I did marriage, I need to jump into the pool of singlehood and enjoy myself. So I began to make friends with a lot of single women. And in making friends with a lot of single women, again, I, I will encourage you to review what I had just said before. I began to watch the information I was gathering. Not that I was implementing it, but I needed to in, indulge in knowing what single life was about. And I began to just really take note of the women that I was communicating with, how they viewed the dating life, their behavior. All of this became a repertoire of information in which I needed because this wasn't information me and my married friends was necessarily talking about. And so the next thing I, I began to implement was just taking a note of my emotional intelligence, how I was responding to life. Was it good, bad, 
Was it over the top? Was it immature? Was it naive? I began to read up on emotional intelligence. And the last thing that I want to bring to your attention, not that these things are in order, but they, they were necessary for the wholeness of me becoming. And the last thing was my spiritual awareness. Because, you know, a lot of us, our spiritual awareness is limited to what our mom or somebody have told us. You know, our spiritual awareness is limited to us having spiritual people who we believe in tell us and pray for us. And we not really have a real solid foundation on what are we living by. I think we need to live our lives by principles. Principles are universal. They're not limited to the confines of what your experience have been. It's sort of like gravity. The law of gravity is a principle that applies to me or anybody in China. What goes up is going to come down. So a lot of the principles in our lives, um, if we can differentiate those from our morals because they're not the same morals is how you value things and in in how you have chose to live out your life as to what your experiences are how I value them but principles are universal and they don't always have the same value and the next clip that I'm going to allow you to listen to sort of speaks to that. The first clip I want you to see that I want you to be reminded that he sort of told you to choose your relationship, not by preferences, but more by intent. But I want you to listen to the second gentleman. He's very popular at this time and he speaks directly to women who seem to be very lost but I want you to note what he values. Intellectually stimulate you. You guys aren't aligned spiritually, but he's a great option. You know, he'll be, he'll probably be monogamous. He'll- What, what do you mean? Okay. Settle, you're not, what did you say, the first one? So say for example, it's he's not, he doesn't- Intellectually stimulating you. Meaning like- He doesn't you, intellectually stimulate you. That ain't our job. We're not your friend. What you mean? We're living together. We're building together. We're that is not, you know, see, that's, that's, that is not our job. It has never been. We're not your friend. When we want intellectual stimulation, we go out with our friends. We're not your friends. We're your husbands. We don't like you like that. <laughs> Dang. I'll be honest. We don't like y'all like that. We love you, but we don't like you like that. Most women don't realize how annoying you are to us. Y'all aren't funny. Um, y'all don't understand the stuff that we like. You want us to do what you do. You're like, well, go with your girlfriend to do that shit. But then you want to sit around and be intellectually stimulated by him. That's not the job description. I don't I don't see Maria asking Jose to intellectually stimulate her when she comes across from the Rio Grande. Wow. <laughs> I can tell you, listening to this gentleman, and I listen to him quite often, 
You know, and the reason why, because he has a great message. And his message is not necessarily to give you clear direction of where you need to be going in your life. His directions is clear that your purpose is for the male's enjoyment. Nothing is wrong with that. I truly believe that a woman was put on this earth not only for the male's enjoyment, but for her personal enjoyment. But you don't have problems with the words that he used, even like when he used submission. You know, if if that word bothers you, I, I would encourage you to just become more emotionally aware because there's nothing wrong with with um, submission. But the point that I was making with you earlier is be careful who you get advice from and be careful in how you're receiving this information. And just to make a side note, we don't never know what tomorrow holds. And that first gentleman who we played his uh clip pastor john gray he's a pastor he preached he has uh an anointing on his life to be able to break down a simple truths as it applies to life but shortly at at some point i don't know if it was after this clip but at some point he was caught in infidelity nothing was wrong with his message He just being human. But let me tell you something. For the wife that he has, I don't know her. I don't know if she took his advice. I do know at this moment, after he was caught in infidelity, twice, she's still with him. Now, I do know Mr. Kevin Samuels, He's been married and divorced twice. So one point that we can make is the women that they were married to. If we took the advice from these two clips, John Gray said, if you know who you are and you know the man that you're with and you choose a man that is in alignment with that, then you can build legacy. And in that moment, with you being so purposefully and intentionally in your decision of choosing that man, he did say, when I chose her, I didn't want her to know these things about me. But when you choose a man that is in alignment with you, your love can cover him. And you can work through the tough things that happens to any marriage that has longevity. It doesn't always mean adultery. It can sometimes be sickness and in health. And sometimes it can be multiple things. It can be depression. But if you have intentionally chose this man by purpose and not by preference, you do have a lot more enduring power. Now let's 
take the advice of the second man. He said, as husbands, his purpose is not to intellectually stimulate you. <laughs> he basically tell you all these things that he's not to do. So then let's, let's take his advice. Then if he's not there for that, and then he's only there as a provider to take care of you, then where is your fulfillment going to, to come from? If I just want you to take a repertoire of the relationships that you see that are healthy and you take the paradigm of the first Pastor John Gray or you take the paradigm of the second man, Mr. Kevin Samuels, and you see from healthy relationships which man feel like that it is a part of him to help his wife to become fulfilled to become more stimulated because at the end of the day, if you're going to be together in a significant relationship, one thing you need to realize that your goal for husband and wife is that you build and in building in building, you have to be aware of your team. You have to be able to implement your gifts you have to be able to know what your weaknesses are. So when one fall, the other can pick, pick you up. So I want you to remember a couple of things about what we have discussed today. Not maybe more than two. But one is to remember that any significant relationship will be maintained with wisdom. Two you have to be careful where you're getting that advice from. And three, the advice that you choose to use, it needs to align with who you are. And four, that the actions that you take to align yourself with any relationship needs to be aligned with a personal awareness of who you are. If you're starting a relationship and you don't know who you are in those four areas, spiritually, emotional, intellectually, and physically, then most likely the choices you're making is going to be a detriment to yourself. And know that if you are aligned and it end, it doesn't mean that you don't know who you are. It just meant that person wasn't meant to be with you to the end. Thank you for listening. You have listened to another episode of the Simply Paulette podcast. We're here every Sunday just enjoying ourselves with simple conversations and simple solutions to simple life challenges. See you next week.